I'm with John Tarleton. In Brooklyn, we're actually on Atlantic Avenue in the office of the Independent uh, newspaper, which has been going for many years uh, here in uh, New York City, which uh, grew out of the Independent Media Center and um, is on the case right now in terms of following the relationship between social movements and the 2020 presidential election, but also touching on many other issues. But I'll just first say hi. Hey. Hi, Stefan. It's uh, it's great to be with you. And, yeah, thanks. And to be with all your listeners. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. This is an exciting time uh, here in New York in the United States. Uh, the, for the Independent, we're in our 20th year. Oh. Wow. Of uh, covering uh, social movements and, and uh, the, the issues that that matter here in New York as well as uh, beyond New York, and uh, yeah, we're at a moment when uh, you know the social movement organizing of the past ten or twenty years is really coming to fruition in many ways uh, in in this presidential campaign season. Here we have it, you know, the presidential campaign of Bernie Sanders, which is really fueled and propelled by. Uh, left-wing social movements here in the United States that are, uh, you know, much stronger than any time in uh, recent memory. So it's a, it's a also a real um, ominous moment too. Obviously, with Donald Trump uh, seeking re-election and the prospects of what that would uh, look like if he had a second term in office, and you know, there's obviously a lot of serious issues uh, uh, accelerating climate change. Uh, deteriorating uh, democracy, mm-hmm. uh, systemic racism that uh, that all need to be addressed. So there's both a tremendous urgency, um, but there's also a sense of uh, opportunity and um, of new possibilities opening up. Mm-hmm. So it's a real, uh, yeah, it's, it feels like we're in a historic moment. Yeah, so I, I think that's really interesting to look at um, in the framework that you first mentioned, which is the relationship between this political moment and social movement organizing uh-huh. um, over the last, you know, many, well, actually many decades, but like a lot of the issues that now are front and center in mainstream media discussion uh-huh. were front and center in independent media for a long time while the mainstream media wasn't looking at it, whether it's around police violence or the climate justice movement, many issues, uh, the independent was focusing on these issues. Can you maybe talk about that sort of like dynamic and, and how independent media and the, um, independent social movements that were related to community media has worked to propel this current moment. Could you expand on that? Thanks. Um, so uh, the, the, the independent, uh, newspaper here in New York, but we, we came out of the indie media movement uh, that uh, was at its peak during the global justice movement of the early uh, 2000s. We were founded in the year 2000. Uh, and the central thing that the uh, global justice movement was saying is that we live in a rigged system where economic and political power is uh, hugely concentrated and used for the benefit of the people who are already super wealthy and powerful and everyone else is being left behind and, um, and not benefiting from the system. And, uh, th- you know, that movement, uh, in, in a number of ways sort of petered out in the 
by the mid 2000s, at least certainly here in the United States. Um, and the really the next upsurge that began was at Occupy Wall Street. But in, in some ways, Occupy Wall Street was carrying forward some of these same um, uh, criticisms that uh, the global justice movement was articulating, you know, at Battle of Seattle, at Quebec, and other major demonstrations uh, in that earlier era. But Occupy Wall Street really put, uh, you know, uh, a more class-conscious politics uh, in the mainstream in this country. And a lot of that was because, you know, Wall Street had wrecked the economy in 2008. People were suffering tremendously. And the, you know, business-as-usual politics was simply not responding to the pain that people were feeling and the, and the uh, sense of, uh, um, you know, lost opportunity or lost hope for a better life. And, and Occupy Wall Street really put that in very stark terms. You know, we are the 99%, the 1%, you know, controls everything. It's unjust. We have to change this in a dramatic way. And, and we've seen other powerful social movements here in the United States uh, uh, since then, including Black Lives Matter, the Fight for 15, uh, a Standing Rock, uh, and, and uh, Me Too, I think, and, and uh, the Dreamers and Immigrant Rights. So, um, mm-hmm. and this is all happening as well at a time when the, certainly the younger generation is more diverse than any, mm-hmm. uh, you know, generation in U.S. history. They're also uh, more um, open to left-wing politics. Yeah. So, um, we're seeing a, a situation where the the material circumstances uh, that people are living under and the changing uh, uh, demographics and of this society are creating a, a you know a left wing surge, but obviously at the same time we're seeing a, a right wing surge from all these uh, entrenched uh, uh, people, often on the older end of the spectrum, who want uh, to go back to you know a version of this country that um, is very un- would be very unwelcoming to mm-hmm. people of color to I think many you know to women and queer folks and so yeah again we're at this uh, interesting yeah. juncture but the you know this uh, upsurge of uh, social movement activity and especially in the last 10 years has been powerful and then another thing that's happened that uh, would not have anticipated even five or six years ago is the way uh, uh, you know, left social movement activity has um, combined with uh, electoral work, yeah. and the the 2016 Sanders campaign was really a, a watershed moment uh, where you know millions of people on the left saw like that. Wow, we're not alone. Like you know, some of the most fundamental issues we're advocating actually resonate with a, a large part of the population. He won 22 states while going up against the whole Democratic Party machine that was controlled by the Clintons. Um, So that made, I think, a tremendous uh, impression on people and the sense of power, even though there was a tremendous disappointment that he lost and all of that, you know, the sense of power and the sense that, like, you know, we can make headway in an electoral system was, uh, I think, a revelation. Because most people in this country, to the extent they think about or experience politics is through elections mm-hmm. and the left for a long time has sort of uh, stayed away from that yeah, exactly and uh, it felt like it was completely it was hopeless it was like a, a you know a waste of time a waste of energy and now um, 
I think that perspective is changing. And um, uh, you know, you have groups like the Democratic Socialists of America, which you know is like ten times larger than it was in 2016. They've done you know some very important electoral work. Yep. But they're also they take that mem- much of their membership is come into their organization because of their electoral work, yeah. but then they get the people involved in supporting, you know, labor strikes and tenant organizing. And so sure. I think you're seeing also a lot, you know, a lot of sort of dual power organizing, like organizing, uh, for elect, you know, elections, but yeah. organizing beyond elections. So for us here at the independent, you know, uh, you know, our base is here in New York and a lot of what we cover is in New York and, um, it's, uh, been a, an exciting time. I mean, we were the only newspaper in the city that really paid any attention to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez when she was running for Congress, and we put her on our, our cover. Everybody else did. The New York Times didn't mention her once until after she won, you know, won that primary. Um, and so we were, you know, uh, we started following these insurgent campaigns very closely after 2016. Her race wasn't the first one that we covered of these sort of, you know, leftist outsiders running for city council or running for legislature. So um, it's something we've been very tuned into. And then, you know, again, there's, you know, New York is a city that's you know, experiencing intense gentrification. Uh, the, the, you know, the police department here is very controversial. Um, you know, there's you know always issues of environmental racism. So these are issues that we're constantly covering and covering the, you know, the social movements that are, uh, you know, confronting that. And uh, and immigration is a huge issue in the Trump era. And there's been, sure. you know, this is a sanctuary city, and you know our city government has been I, I think somewhat uh, uh, half-hearted at times about really in- enforcing the sanctuary city idea. But there's definitely social movements that, uh, and you know, immigrant-led. Movements that have, uh, you know, uh, tried to put more uh, juice into that, and uh, you know, so we have covered them frequently. So, hmm. uh, so yeah, so yeah. That we're we're very busy. Yes, a lot, yeah. Well, I was just wondering, can you maybe? Okay, well, here's one of the the independents. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, we can just. Ball. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just for people who haven't seen it. I mean, you're uh, you mentioned these national issues in the United States, but also it is a very local New York paper, but can you make, can you maybe describe the paper and like mm-hmm. uh, uh, what it, what is the independent? You right. can find it around the city. There's newspaper boxes, but at the same time, it's a social movement project an indie media project. I mean, it's really incredible. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the, the newspaper, we, we print 20 to 24 pages, uh, edition every month. We yeah. print, uh, Forty to forty-five thousand copies a month. Wow. Uh, we have, uh, you know, outdoor street boxes uh, spread around the city. Um, oh, that's that's a map of yeah. your boxes. Oh wow! And and, and we're, it's thumbtacks in a in a met, metro map, right? Yeah, of, of, the subway uh, map. The New York boroughs. Yeah. <laughs> so we have we have boxes uh, uh, spread across the city. We're in more than seventy public libraries. We're in independent bookstores and cafes, some laundromats, and on and you know, and many people, you know, take the papers that we don't even know about. I run across sometimes. They're like, oh yeah, I take a stack from my from the box in my neighborhood and take it back to my apartment building and share it with my fellow residents. Or I remember one time early in the morning, I saw somebody take some papers out of a box and he had a little. Uh, employee lanyard on it over his 
uh, neck and he was and I was like oh what are you taking all those papers for he's like oh I work at a, a city hospital I'm gonna put these out in like the waiting room for people to read wow and that's uh, cool so um so we our official distribution network is fairly large and then our, almost their unofficial network of people uh grabbing papers and taking them to share with other people is you know uh expansive as well so that in inter- and then we also I mean we were active on the internet as well. I mean, all the pa- all the content in the paper goes up on, on the internet yeah. at independent.org. But we also uh, do coverage between issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the kind of articles we do between issues tend to be a little bit more sort of in the moment. Like, you know, there was this rally or protest yesterday and like, here's what happened. And Well, I uh, noticed there was some coverage of the transit uh, protests that have been taking yeah, place. Yeah, we've covered we've covered those uh, several times. The protests demanding that the that the police be re- taken out of the subway station mm-hmm. and that subway fares be reduced or even eliminated. Eliminated. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so yeah, so we you know we we have the newspaper gives us a public presence. You know, because mo- newspapers are receding here in New York, like everywhere else, but we're on the we're on the street corner every month and people can grab it and, and take it home or read it on the subway. Uh, and I think it, it's a, it's a very unique thing to offer in the year 2020, but there's a lot of people that you might, you know, either, uh, don't want to read stuff on their phones or maybe they want to break from time to time. And, sure. Sure. And it's also something, you know, because it's physical, you, you can carry it around, you can, you can mark it up. Sure, sure. You can hand it to a friend. Yeah. You can put it on the kitchen table at home for your roommates to look at. And uh, um, so, yeah, I definitely, I, we definitely feel like there's still a role for print. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're fortunate that we sort of have this momentum from having done it for many years that uh, it would be very hard to start something like this from scratch. But we we yeah. we, we were born in a. a in a time where print was more prevalent. And but ev- even I remember at the beginning, uh-huh. it, it literally was a few photocopy pages yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we've grown, it's grown a lot. I mean, the early yeah. issues were like four black and white pages, and now we're, you know, in most on most months, 24 uh, all-color pages. Wow. Uh, you know, we're fortunate we have, uh, you know, uh, readers, uh, we have subscribers, we get the paper mailed to them every month, we have we do an annual fund drive that people send money in very generously. We also have uh, different progressive organizations uh, and culture makers here in the city that want to that advertise every month. Nice. And uh, so wow. it's a win-win situation. It, you know, we bring in revenue, and they, but we provide a very unique place for them to promote their, you know, their activities and organizations. So it's a very sort of symbiotic uh, relationship, and. Uh, because um, it's not like any Fortune 500 corporation is looking to advertise with us. It's all yeah. I got that sense groups. that might not be happening for the independent. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's interesting because but we also cover <sighs> yeah. I mean we also, I mean so we cover you know all this social movement activity and 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 left wing electoral mm-hmm. politics yeah. here in New York City and New York State because yeah. so much of the politics that determines the quality of life in New York City takes place in the state capital of Albany. Uh, just the way the laws are set up sure. uh, in this state is the state government has tremendous influence over mm-hmm. the, the city. So we cover city and state politics uh, as well as social movement activities, you know, very um, aggressively. But we also, 
you know, we want to give our readers, you know, a, we don't want to just be like a hyper local, you know, like a left wing version of Patch or something like that. Sure. Uh, so we always try to bring in a certain amount of national or sure. international coverage. Sure. Uh, you know, in a, an election season that t- you know tends to be, you know, right now is a lot of the the contest for the Democratic nomination and in particular the Sanders campaign. But I mean, in our upcoming March issue, we're going to have you know, original reporting. Uh, both from uh, Mexico uh, by a really outstanding writer named Laura Carlson. Uh, yeah, l- looking great, at the great writer and researcher. Yeah, looking at the yeah. sort of the ups and downs of the uh, Lopez Obrador administration. Is it you know like you know, how does it actually work when a sure. left wing movement tries to govern a country? Because yeah, of we could be in that position a year from now if if, if Sanders was yeah, in yeah. fact elected. So she's kind of you know giving that perspective. From Mexico, and then we have another um, out, really outstanding young writer uh, in Uganda writing about uh, this um, um, uh, sort of outsider uh, uh, artist musician who's running for president against like this guy who's been the dictator for over thirty years, and uh, and he's built up this whole movement around him. So she managed to get access. And, wow. and and spend a lot of time traveling around uh, this guy with this guy in uh, Uganda. So we're gonna have again, you know, original reporting from Central Africa and from Mexico, along with you know some very local stories. Yeah. Like there's a whole uh, battle going on right now over uh, uh, bail reform legislation. This yeah. whole I don't know what you, how y'all do it in Canada, but when in the U.S. when somebody's charged with a crime, um, I mean they're supposed to be able to get out of jail and, and, and be free until they go on trial, but that is often a, abused by uh, judges and prosecutors. And last year, New York State finally uh, reformed those laws and made it much more humane, and now the police and the prosecutors are, are pushing back aggressively and really trying to intimidate the politicians into repealing that. So we're going to be covering that. So even while the election rages on and we, we try to track that, there's you know other very important issues at stake. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate that from the independent media projects in New York City in looking at um, sort of a framework of political coverage that isn't only about the election. I mean, oh, absolutely. Uh, through the independent, but also democracy now, I think to a degree is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're looking at this 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 mm-hmm. whiteboard, uh-huh. which uh, has actually the the paper layout. Sketch, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, we've got all twenty four pages sketched out. Uh, wow. Articles are, you know, uh, been coming in all week, and we're wow. working to edit them. And we're you know in touch with illustrators and photographers. And yeah, yeah, and there's always original, really cool original artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess like the last question I'd want to ask you, at least in this conversation, is just uh-huh. about, um, sort of, this moment where we see, um a lot of issues that social movements have been pushing for so long uh-huh. in the spotlight. We, we, we address this to a degree, but I, I'd like to hear a bit more of what you think that means in terms of um, 
how to engage with power. Um, I mean, I really appreciate what you mentioned about the upcoming issue and this article from Laura Carlson, which uh, thank you for telling me about uh, Lopez Orbador in Mexico. I think that's an interesting parallel. But um, I mean, Canada obviously follows the United States so closely. Uh I mean, uh, Montreal, New York are really close uh, geographically and of course, culturally. Um, We we invaded you guys in 1777. (laughs) Sorry about that. Well, I mean, Canada was a colony of the British Empire at the time, so no, uh, no, uh, nothing to be sorry about there. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, but um, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but obviously, we burned uh, Toronto to the ground. Yeah, it was called York back then. Well, somebody recently said to me, "Well, the this conflict in in the 18th century was saw the burning of of." the Capitol building in Washington and the burning of um, uh, the cap- uh, governmental buildings in Toronto. But so it was good for Montreal and New York. Okay. You know? <laughs> spared. But, yeah, spared. But um, anyways, there's, there's obviously a long history. Also, like indigenous culture mm-hmm. through this region is uh-huh. very connected, uh-huh. you know, like. Uh, um, but so, so this moment, I, I'm just wondering, like, when we see these issues that people have been focusing on for so long uh-huh. in the spotlight uh-huh. and being negotiated by very powerful people uh-huh. or played to, even like former Vice President Joe Biden is uh-huh. playing to a sort of social justice discourse, which right. is just mind-blowing. Um, it, unexpected. I don't, I, it's not even a critique. It's just it's very uh, strange or awkward to yes. see this. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, the We're, left is winning. Yeah. The left yeah. is winning the battle of ideas within okay. the Democratic Party. The question is, can they win the battle to gain control of the levers of power? Okay. Yeah. Which is a, a much a more arduous uh, climb. Okay. Just because of the way the political power is structured yeah. in this country. Yeah. yeah. So expand. Like, how, I mean, you mentioned and covering fact, AOC uh-huh. uh, before the mainstream media covered. Alexandria's uh, campaign. How do you feel about this moment and the importance of independent media? Well, I think when we talk about how the left is winning, you know, the battle of ideas within the Democratic Party, part of that's because uh, in recent, the past decade, we've also seen, uh, I think, the growth of a more dynamic, independent left-wing media in this country that that gives people the information and ideas and inspiration uh, to, to fight for a better world. Uh, so I, I think we help sort of till the soil, you know, that, you know, others can come and, you know, plant these uh, seeds in. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah, I think, it, I mean, obviously it's exciting. And, uh, uh, but... Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think independent media is also playing a role in all this. I mean, the social, there's been a social media, this social movement upsurge, but I think there's also been a, you know, independent media is becoming uh, more, um, uh, becoming a more uh, powerful force uh, as well. And partially, I mean, the internet makes some of that possible. Uh, but also, I think people are disenchanted with the, you know, uh, mainstream corporate media narratives. They don't answer to or respond to the life experiences they have. And the the corporate media has failed 
so many times in the last 15 or 20 years mm-hmm. uh, here in the United States. They, you know, uh, blindly supported the, the push for war in Iraq. They were completely um, oblivious to uh, everything that led up to the Wall Street crash in 2008. Um, you know, they really have been, uh, uh, ha- haven't provided any useful coverage around the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were unprepared for Trump mm-hmm. in 2016, and they, and they, you know, also minimized Sanders in 2016, where, um, you know, we could have had a Sanders versus Trump election four years ago, and I think there's a very good chance Sanders would have won then. Now, if he does, in fact, get the nomination, he's going to have Trump will be facing him as the incumbent, which is a tremendous mm-hmm. uh, advantage uh, in these elections. So, um, anyway, so, yeah, corporate media has failed over and over again. The, 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 uh, the elite media tends to be, you know, really uh, gravitate toward the narratives of, you know, people and, in, in, you know, at the centers of power and and uh yet most uh corporate media journalists have no idea you know what a social movement is uh how it acts like how it uh how it uh develops any p- power um so they're constantly taken by s- surprise by yeah. social by social movement activism and then when it finally you know bursts into the you know uh, into the mainstream in a way they can't ignore. They act like it all just happened yesterday. I mean, you, you could like look at the mo- one of the most recent examples, all the climate strikes, you know, back in September. Like, well, that's a product of many years of organizing. It didn't just happen because, you know, Greta Thunberg. Sure, sure. You know. There's always a context. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, in terms of, well, why do we do what we do? I mean, yeah, we want to give people information, uh, you know, about all sorts of stories they may not be aware of, but also provide... Our our writing, uh, we, in our writing, we try to really bring a a sense of historical or political context so that you can understand a you know a topic more deeply. Yep. Uh, we feel like that's really important, and uh, um, I think also for our readership, it's, we have both we we have both a sort of a you know a, an activist movement readership of people that are you know, think of themselves as, as, you know, social movement activists to some degree or another. So I think for them, we help give, they might be focused on a particular issue. So when they read The Independent, they can get a, like a sure, a sure. full spectrum view yeah. of all sorts of issues. And uh, also the connections. And the connections. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I've had people like who are like working on fracking say, and they would tell me like, I, you know, I'd never understood what was going on with the, you know, the charter schools and why that was a big deal. And now I, now I get it. And wow. it's, you know, it's like the privatization of education. I didn't understand that before. Yeah, yeah. Hi, sorry, sorry. You know, we're at the offices of the Independent uh, newspaper here in Brooklyn, and um, it's a busy place, but I have been talking with uh, John Tarleton, uh, who is the editor in chief, and um, it's really cool to talk with you because uh, I've been admiring this project just uh, from a, a very like 
the grit of the project <laughs> uh-huh. for a very long time. So um, thanks for taking the time to talk today. Yeah, I, just, I would just want to yeah. add, you know, over these 20 years, almost 20 years, I mean, we've probably had more than a thousand people participate in the yeah. paper. I mean, yeah. Some um, like myself for many years, others maybe for, you know, six or 12 months, others, sure. you know, for a very brief time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is another part of what we're doing. Yes, we're you know, trying to get out the news and provide context and amplify uh, you know the voices of social movements and inspire people and all of that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we also are we provide a training ground essentially for you know wow. a young journalists. Sure. And they get a, a kind of mentoring here that they generally won't get at sure. other outlets. Um, and also, and so we've had many people come through here. Have gone on to you know do other you know journalism and. Uh, you know, both community outlets, at, at na- in some cases at national outlets, and we've had people that started here and, you know, at the, you know went on to like the New York Times or the Washington Post or wherever, but also had people go into, you know, community journalism, local journalism, um, and also other people come through here and maybe they don't, uh, you know, d- decide to pursue a career in journalism, but maybe they become, you know, more uh, involved in in uh, local activism. Yeah, sure. They, they you know, becomes a gateway to... Uh, learning about and becoming inspired to you know, be you know, more active in, in struggles. So um, that's also something that's important to us as well, mm-hmm. that there's a, um, that this is a, you know, a training ground and a gateway wow. for people as well. Nice. That's, so. that's awesome. John, thank you. Sure. Thanks uh, so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, it's my pleasure.